So tell them about the time that you had an incident <laughs> with the stairs. So so typical me, you know, uh, klutz. You know, I like to think of myself as a budding athlete, but quite honestly, I was way too uh, uncoordinated and klutzy for that. So became a musician instead, right? <laughs> and uh, we were our chapel at North Central had these stairwells on both walls, on the opposite walls that went up to the balcony with a nice, smooth railing, you know, from the second floor to the first floor. So one night the bands rehearsed. And it was probably, how high would you guess? Probably 15 feet up, 20 uh, feet up? Oh, yeah. I, I bet 15, 20 feet yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it made for a, a great ride, you know. And one, <laughs> one, one night after rehearsal, the band is still up on stage and we're running around just having fun like we always did. And I decided, you know, to take a ride down the rail. And I got about halfway down from the balcony to the first floor and someone else was walking up the stairs. And my foot, which was on the inside of the rail, caught them just enough to lose my balance. And I went head over heels, over the rail, down into these rows and rows of benches down. And I hit it so hard, it just made a huge <laughs> resounding crash. And the whole place just stops and looks. And they thought for sure it was time to call 911. And I'm on the... I'm on the floor here thinking, what do I do now? Because one, I'm in pain, but two, I'm embarrassed. And three, I don't want anybody, you know, to be worried. So I just gather all what I can and I jump up with both arms. I go, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. I'm Steve Hayes. I'm Joe McCarthy. From Mojo Studios, the Mojo Studios, <laughs> our sister studio down in Orange County. What's up, happy lifers? What's up, Mojoers? We got to get you a name, don't we, for all the your, Mo your followers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. you, you like podcasting? I helped you get your podcast up and running. I'm super excited what you're doing out there. Um, how has that podcast been going for you? Yeah, are you kidding? I, I had no idea what a podcast even was. I didn't really even listen to it. Found out my friend Steve O's up there just rocking the podcast world. So inquired a little bit. What are you doing? How do you do it? He set me up and I got it going and it's been a blast. It's such a cool thing to add to my repertoire and uh, a way to share the message that I got rocking around inside my head. Yeah, and we haven't done a a podcast together in quite a while. So it's great to have you back on the screen and we're doing this in video as well as audio. So, but it's just great. It's, it's, it's a blast um, teaming up with you and I just can't believe it's been so long. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Who knew that uh, after gosh, decades of being separated <laughs> from since college that uh, our lives would intertwine again. And now we yeah. got, we got to encourage one another on to our doing good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe go into the whole podcasting thing. Maybe just share real quick why you decided to go with podcasting. Because when you found out about it, and you probably know about podcasting for a while, but all of a sudden you say, hey, 
you know, you contacted me. Can you help me get out there online? What were some of your thoughts leading up to that? One of the things uh, you and I have even talked about offline is that um, so many of the things in our lives are applicable, not just to us, but to those that we know. And, you know, the idea of having a platform to be able to share those things. And I think even more so being able to connect with people like you and other good friends who have such great ideas, are, are doing good things in their life, a chance to interview them and then share their story with anybody who may um, be able to plug in and turn their headphones on or listen however they wish. Uh, and just the idea that, you know, it's almost like having a radio station in your own house where uh, I always dreamed of when I was a little kid being on the radio, being a DJ, you know, being a host of a radio show. And this this technology allows me to do it. Yeah. And I, you know, we talked about this a little bit um, in our last happy, happy life, last couple podcasts about, you know, if you're having a problem with social media, don't just turn it off, but use social media to change social media, so to speak. In other words, you're a living proof of that. You lived your life for all these years. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and say, you know what, I really want to, I've got a message inside of me and I want to get it out there. And, you know, is podcasting a way, Steve? What do you think about that? And we talked about it for a while, but I love how you took, you took your life and you said, I want to share my life online for other people. I want to encourage people. So Mojo Studios is really about hope. It's about happy. It's about life. And, and uh, you're, you're doing what I've been talking about the last couple episodes. So I applaud you. I say that's awesome. Well, you inspired me because you're right. Uh, social media is neither evil nor good. It's just a tool, but it can be used for either or, or, or just to fill up time and waste time. And I'm thinking, hey, if we have an opportunity to fight against uh, all the negativity that's out there, all the divisiveness, all the counterculture yeah. by providing something that's encouraging and positive and happy and hopeful, then let's fill the airwaves with good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's who you are, Joe. You were always that way, even in college. We went to school together, and uh, I, I noticed actually your shirt there. Show us your shirt. H-I-U. H-I-U. Which stands for? It's not Hawaii University. Oh, wouldn't it's that be nice? Hope International University in Fullerton, California. And you work there. In fact, that's one of the classrooms that you're in right there, right? That's right. Yeah, this is Hope International University behind me, part of it, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so what's your role there that you do at Hope International University? So I'm the director of marketing and public relations, uh, responsible for the branding, social media, videos, uh, press releases, all that kind of stuff. Wow. So you're pretty bored, don't have a lot to do then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The joke around here is that HIU is one of the best kept secrets in Orange County. Mm. And that's so that's my challenge is to make sure that it's not a secret anymore. It's kind of crazy that we started together at North Central University and now you're actually working at a university. And uh, I mean, if, if it's anything like it was when you went to school, I mean, you were kind of like a party animal, man. You were just the life of the party in college. <laughs> yeah, well, not the party animal like uh, Animal House necessarily, but right, right. definitely was in the midst of all the action. I definitely, I'm like you, gregarious, outgoing, extroverted, and uh, want to be wherever I can be to both enjoy the moment and help others enjoy it as well. Yeah. In fact, our college was in, in downtown Minneapolis and we were only, we weren't across the street, but we were just across the highway basically from university of Minnesota, you know, and yeah. you know, every school talks about how it's the party school, you know? So I remember a bunch of us got together and we went over to the university of Minnesota and we were just having a blast. Right. But a lot of things like the animal house, the portrays, you know, a lot of these guys, I found out, that, you know, they, they've got to kind of 
they need a little help with their party. You know, it has to be on the weekend. They have to be, you know, a little intoxicated or whatever. But we never had to. I mean, we were like this from the get go. And so we went over there and they were looking at us like, what's your guys' problem? We're like, what's your, I thought this was the party school. Where's the party? You know, does it only happen on the weekend or something like that? But that's kind of our party is a little bit differently than everybody else's party. In fact, you know, Happy Life Studios, our happy is a little bit different than the regular happy. If you notice the regular happy, you know, it's got a yellow smiley face. That's got a smirk on it. It's got a little tuft of hair on, on our on our logo because it represents something different. Our happy isn't the same as everyone else's happy in the same way that our party isn't the same as everyone's party. In other words, our happy isn't dependent upon whether it's the weekend or not. Our party doesn't depend on whether it's a weekend, whether it's Animal House and we've got to be intoxicated or whatever. We want to take the party wherever we go, and we don't have to be in the mood to do it. Our, our happy isn't based upon getting this or getting rid of that. It's based upon something that's much deeper, you know, and that's what we want to, you know, share online. That's right. Yeah. I'd, like you, I'm sure there were many times uh, that people would come to me and say, what are you on? Right. What? what? <laughs> right. Yeah. They always want to know, am I high or something? Exactly. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah you want- I was like, no, I'm always high, man. I'm always in this zone of life. We can get just high on life. We can get high on love. You know, we can get high on hope and, and high on happy. And, you know, otherwise your happy is based upon getting high on something that you have to go buy and you have to put in your body and you have to, but there is another way out there. And that's what I remember from you at college <laughs> to do you a favor. Okay. So tell them about the time in, in our, in our chapel that you had an incident <laughs> With the stairs. So so typical me, you know, uh, klutz. You know, I like to think of myself as a budding athlete, but quite honestly, I was way too uh, uncoordinated and klutzy for that. So became a musician instead, right? <laughs> and uh, we were – our chapel at North Central had these stairwells on both walls, on the opposite walls that went up to the balcony with a nice smooth railing, you know, from the second floor to the first floor. So one night the bands rehearsed. And it was probably – how high would you guess? Probably 15 feet up, 20 uh, feet up? Oh, yeah. I, I bet 15, 20 feet easy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it made for a, a great ride, you know, and one <laughs> – one, one night after rehearsal, the band is still up on stage and we're running around just having fun like we always did. And I decided, you know, to take a ride down the rail. And I got about halfway down from the balcony to the first floor and someone else was walking up the stairs. And my foot, which was on the inside of the rail, caught them just enough to lose my balance. And I went head over heels over the rail down into these rows and rows of benches down. And I hit it so hard. It just made this huge resounding crash and the whole place just stops and looks and they thought for sure it was time to call 911 and i'm on the i'm on the floor here thinking what do i do now because one i'm in pain but two i'm embarrassed and three i don't want anybody you know to be worried so i just gather all what i can and i jump up with both arms i go score i'm good yeah yeah all's well i meant to do that and everybody laughs and going back to what they were doing because it's not about it's not about the pain. It's about the embarrassment. It's about how can I make this into a funny. Most humor has to do with somebody else's Absolutely. bad luck, right? Someone else's yeah. pain. Yeah. In fact, at North Central, I remember you know, the halls were concrete because it was like this old army hospital that had been converted into a dorm, which means that the uh, audio, the the sound would reverberate off the oh. walls, right? So there was one time, probably more than once, where me and a buddy would be walking down the halls. And this might have been you, although I, I don't think it was. And we're walking behind two very attractive, you know, co-eds. And 
right at the right time, my buddy just rips this huge, loud fart, just reverberates <laughs> off the walls. And he did it just such so that he could tuck into these this recess in the wall so that when the girls turn around, I'm there standing by myself. And they're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm trying to point at somebody that they can't see. No, it, it wasn't me. Oh, forget it. <laughs> yep. Typical college humor. I had a situation similar to that. So um, it wasn't in college, but this was several years later. Do you remember Russ Jorgensen from college at all? Sure, he's Montana. He's also oh. a Montana boy. Right. So a whole bunch of you guys came from Montana. You rocked that school, honestly. <laughs> you Montana boys showed up and you rocked the school. Everyone knew about the Montana boys. Well, I'm working for him out here building a house. And um, there is an overhang, okay, so it's like that. It would be like a carport. They had a garage there, but they also had a covering that you could drive the car up and you know get out to get inside your front door, and it was covered. So it was like a porch. So I had to to paint that overhang. So I took a ladder and I leaned the ladder up against the overhang, and then I'd paint the overhang as I'm as I'm doing. The problem is this is new construction, so the ground on new construction hasn't been packed down yet. It's still loose ground. It's still, and I didn't realize that that ladder was slowly. I'm so intent on painting that I had no idea that the ladder was slowly digging into the ground, coming further and further down that overhang until all of a sudden there was no over. It slipped all the way down and the, and the ladder just went bam flat on the ground. And I'm probably about eight, 10 feet up in the air. Oh, right. And I did the same thing as you, man. I bit it hard. I mean, I went, cause I didn't know it was coming right. and all of a sudden just boom, flat on my face on the ladder, you know? The worst part about it wasn't even the pain that I felt. It was the fact that there was a bunch of construction guys out by the road who happened to catch every bit of it as they were talking. Right. So just like you, I don't know what your mental mindset was when you fell down there. My mental mindset was, I'm thinking, how am I going to get out of this? I mean, this is so embarrassing. What am I going to do? You know, they're thinking, should we call 911 as well? Of course, the construction guys are probably like, rub some dirt on it and you're you're good, you know. Right. But also, I did the same thing. I popped up like I was an Olympic star and I put my hands up in the air and I put my chest out and then I turned to all four corners like I had just completed the, you know, <laughs> the flip of the century in, in, the, in the Olympics gymnastics. And, you know, and I was like, the Russian judge gave him a seven. And, you know, <laughs> and then I just made a big joke out of it. But that was kind of my process. Like, how can I make this funny because it's too embarrassing to just go, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I'm like, you might as well flip it and turn it. What was your mindset when, when you, your first mindset obviously was like, I mean, you had to have fallen for what, do you think you were 10 feet up there or oh, lower than that or higher than that? Yeah. At least 10 to 12 feet off the ground. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So when you hit, obviously there's all sorts of um, chairs down there. So you landed in the chairs and everything. Right. Okay. So what was take me through the process of as you were falling to when you decided to get up and go go? <laughs> well, I can't tell you it was going through my mind when I was falling necessarily, other than Jesus help me, right? <laughs> and then, uh, and I didn't know where I was going to land, what was going to hit what. Probably the biggest pain was that the side of my leg up by my hip hit right on the wooden top of one of those benches, and uh, I think I got a serious bone bruise because once I jumped up and let the air out of the room. Cause I really, I was, like you said, I was super embarrassed. I wanted to flip it in the moment, make it happy, make it fun so that, you know, nobody was 
giving me attention that, you know, for something being an idiot, because <laughs> that's really what I was. Uh, yeah, but if that's what you're good at, if that's what you're good at, why not go with that? You know, if that's our gifting is to be an idiot, why not make people laugh? That's true. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I think that probably is what was going through my mind, even subconsciously. So, you know, I just want to jump up and make it fun, take the tension out of the room and get the attention off of the fact that I just just bit it. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I, I kind of want to tag into that just a little bit. Sure. I was watching Cruella on the plane yesterday, flying back home, and had a fantastic trip. And those high schoolers, you know, a lot of people today say things like kids these days. and But I'm telling you what, I watched a bunch of high schoolers that just got along with each other. They were full of life. They were full of fun. And they had issues going on in their lives, too, I know, because I was talking to a lot of them about it, you know. But our our country, listen, I just want to tell you that, that for those of you that are listening and watching, um, that our country is it's in a good place. These the, a lot of these high schools and junior hires and and even preteeners are just fantastic kids that just need a little bit of guidance, need a little bit of leadership, need a little bit of mentor. And that's why I'm saying when they go online and see a bunch of negativity, we're mentoring them towards negativity. When they go online and and see us be angry at each other, we're mentoring them on how to be angry. But when we go online with our lives and we just start sharing positive stuff, we're also mentoring them how to be positive. And these students belong to some schools where their administrators are fantastic people. And that's one reason why these they've been mentored in a very positive lifestyle. So the trip was fantastic. And I want to let you guys know that are watching and listening that our country, our world really is, it's in good hands. And I know there's all sorts of things out there telling us that it's not. There's a lot of accidents that are going on right now. There's a lot of ugly things that are going on right now. And uh, some of us may feel like we were heading down that that ride, down that rail, and all of a sudden the trip came. And now some of us are in the middle of the beginning stages of that. We're falling and we're freaking out. We don't know what's going on. Some of us are, are hitting that wooden bench down at the bottom, whatever you talk about. Some of us are hitting that and we're feeling that. Some of us are, are almost embarrassed to get up. We know people have been watching us. I mean, there's all sorts of different levels to that accident, you know, but I really hope, I, I think what we need to do in that situation is, is like I said, I was watching Cruella on the plane on the way home and all of a sudden she said something that just stuck out to me because you and I have been talking about doing a podcast, uh, maybe in a, a subscription just for those that subscribe, right? A special podcast because we were on write a book on this. Remember what we were going to call it? Yeah. Happy accidents. Yes. And all of a sudden she says, in the movie, she says, it's funny how happy accidents can change the whole direction of your life. And I was like, did she just say happy accidents? Bob Ross talked about that all the time, too. He always talked about happy accidents. And so, in other words, when you're painting and, you are and you know, take it to life. When we're, we're putting out our life on canvas, we think it's permanent. We make a mistake. Some of us want to throw the whole canvas away, but Bob Ross says, no, that's just, that's, what did he say? There are no happy accidents or there are no mistakes, only happy accidents, something like that. But Bob Ross would take that accident and he would make something out of it in the same way that you, when you fell off that balcony, because you were trying to have fun, but you were also trying to show off. You're also trying to make people, I mean, you're just having, that was made to ride down. I'm sorry. It just, it just was, I mean, the technological advancements that we have or the physical advancements we have in life are because somebody decided to ride down a rail. You know, my son's into skateboarding. When I look at what skateboarders do, I'm like, are you kidding me? Who is the first person to ever think of doing that? The stuff that we do now that's just common. Someone at one point when no one else is doing that, did that. And some rails were meant to be ridden, which means we're going to fall and we're going to have accidents. But sometimes those happy accidents can change the whole course of your life. 
that's why I like the term. It's like an oxymoron. It's like pretty ugly. It's like jumbo shrimp. It's like cafeteria or school food. It's like army intelligence. I mean, there's so many words that don't go together, like happy and accident. We don't think that they go together, but I think that they do. Because if you didn't fall and bite it, you you said you let the air out, put the air back in the room, right? But look at all the joy that you brought because of how you responded to that accident. Yep. And absolutely, absolutely. Because I think about, you mentioned skateboarders, and I, I think of so many people who are accomplished in life, that they've really done amazing things, remarkable things that seem to stretch, you know, the possibility of a human life. And what I always think of is, how many times did they bite it off camera before we saw them perfect it, right? You look at the X game right. or whatever it is. And I think that that's such a reminder to me that when I do bite it, when I make a silly decision or when I fall from whatever it is that I'm doing, you're right. When I hit the ground, I have a choice. I can stay there. I can be deflated. I can give up. I can just, you know, crawl under a rock out of embarrassment or I can get up realize that, hey, that probably wasn't the smartest thing. So what can I learn from this? How can I learn to do it better? How am I going to perfect who I've God has made me to be if I don't learn from my own mistakes? So happy accidents is so true. I, I taught that to my own daughters when they were doing artwork as well. They you know try to draw something or paint something and go a direction they didn't want to go. And I said, what can you turn that into? And oftentimes it would come out to be something even better than they imagined beforehand. Happy accidents is, is a real thing. I completely agree. The accidents aren't necessarily a bad thing. We, we can turn them around and make something good out of them. We can make them happy. You know, I think most people that do accomplish remarkable things in life, when you hear them interviewed, they all, all say the same thing, that they learned far more from their mistakes than they learned from their successes. Because if, you're, if you only win, if you only succeed, if you only get it right, then there's no way to improve. It's in the yeah. mistakes that you can evaluate and say, what should I do different next time? You know, what should I keep doing? Yeah. What should I stop doing? What should I do yeah. differently? And if you can answer those questions by looking back at what went wrong, then it gives you a far more uh, better opportunity to succeed as you're moving forward. Right, right. And I can't remember the 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 person. I don't remember if it was Abraham Lincoln or who it was. And I can't remember the quote exactly either, but it was something along the lines of, you didn't fail, you just figured out another way not to do it. <laughs> right, yeah. Like how many times did Abraham Lincoln blow it, right, before he became the president of the United States? I mean, Michael Jordan, how many shots? I mean, the stories are endless. There are so many countless stories about people that have blown it. But when, you know, that quote is, you didn't really blow it, you just found another way not to do it. Yeah, I think Thomas Edison said something like that too. He said, I don't think of these things as failures. I think it's one step closer to success because I've got to figure out how not to do it enough times until I can figure out how to do it. And that's such yeah. a good challenge because I think we live in a, a culture that sort of is telling our kids, is telling ourselves that we need to get it right the first time, that we need to have it right. You know, that yeah. our, the, the fake book culture where we always have to present that everything is perfect in our lives. And so then I could even see in my own kids, they have this sense like, well, if I can't do it right the first time, or if I can't do it well the first time, then it must not be for me. And yeah. I, as a dad, I'm like, no, that's that's not how it works at all. That's not how life works. Yeah. It's pursuing something and figuring out that every time I fail, I'm one step closer to figuring out how to do it well, how to grow, yeah. how to succeed, how to you know get get to a place that I wouldn't have gotten had I not taken those steps that didn't go the way they should have. Yeah, just like you know, like I said, when when we paint on a canvas and we blow it. 
you know, like you said, your, your, your kids, they don't know any better until someone mentors them. Right. But they want to throw the whole canvas away. This whole thing was, why do we even do this? This whole thing was a bust. No, it wasn't because the fact that you pulled out the paints and the, and the brushes and pulled out the easel, it doesn't matter whether it turned out how you want to turn out. Sometimes art turns out completely different. It's an accident that turned into something happy and we don't need to throw the whole canvas away we can make it a happy accident. Bob Ross would take that and he would change it. And it's all it did was it just changed the outlook of that picture. And so sometimes I think what's really going on is life is trying to help us and is trying to show us that we're just going a different direction with this canvas right now. And don't throw the whole thing away. Don't give up on the whole thing because something happy is going to come out of this. Yeah. And you've touched on mentoring as well, right? So there's a kind of different aspects of mentoring that I'm thinking of. One is teaching others how to learn from their accidents and say, this is mm-hmm. the step towards success. This is the step towards growth, but also modeling that as well. So as a mentor, I have to be able to be willing to own my mistakes, my happy accidents, and then grow from them so that I can model that to those that I mentor. How did Bob Ross know that they're not mistakes or happy accidents. How did he come to that conclusion? Uh, only by continuing along the path that the accident was going. Exactly. He's painted so many things. He's painted a lot of accidents. And after a while, he started to realize that this isn't a mistake because he's done this countless times. And that's what makes Bob Ross the artist that Bob Ross was. And what makes us the people that we can be are when we fall off the balcony. <laughs> of life. Right. Right. And we were just having a good time. And all of a sudden we got tripped up. Maybe someone did it on purpose. Maybe we just got tripped up by accident. And all of a sudden we're flying through the air with the greatest of ease. And we thud, we land with a thump and we're hurt and whatever, but to pop back up and go score. At that point you did score. At that point, when I popped off on that ground, my face full of dirt and paint and all that stuff. You know what? I made somebody happy and I scored as well. And so thanks, Joe. That's It's always a great conversation with you. I love how your brain works and I love how you want to take the stuff inside of you and spread it for other people to catch. And that's what we're talking about. We want to start a happy demic and we want to spread. There's a lot of fear being spread, but we want to spread happy and we can use each other's help and you watch and listen and we can use your help as well liking, sharing, finding people online that that put out stuff that's of high quality. We're not even necessarily trying to push our stuff. I'm just saying there's a plenty of fun stuff out there that you can search and, and, and find and then put it in a social media. And let's start this happy demic. Let's start these happy accidents. And uh, Joe, let's you and I start this subscription service. Who knows? We're both dreamers. We both talk about a lot of things for a long time before some of them even happen. But I'm excited about this whole appy accident concept. So thanks for joining me today. And thanks for the encouragement for all those watching and listening. I hope that helped. Thanks for listening. And you will be happy too. Remember, life isn't perfect. Sometimes you fall off the balcony, fall off the ladder, but it still can be happy. And it can make someone else's day happy as well. Score. Steve Ace.